This week, on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're doing the Conan the Barbarian IMDB Trivia. Hello and welcome to a delightful mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. I-, I wasn't aware that we were doing voices for this intro. Yeah, man, we're doing it. Yeah, Hi. man, we're doing voices now. Oh, it's me, me, it's Bobby. It's Bobby from Bobby's World. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. I'm also Meatwad, and well, also... Yeah, well, you aged into Meatwad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the most successful child actor. He started in Bobby's World and then got Meatwad. It's a like, late-career Bill Murray-esque renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this week, uh, hot on the heels of last week's episode where we discussed... Ow, these heels, they're so hot. I know. Don't stop touch them. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. Fine. Uh, we are just, since we discussed Conan the Barbarian last week, this week we're going to uh, go back to the well, kind of similar to what we did on that other movie we did this with. This is very exciting because I forgot what you said we're going to be doing for this episode. We're going to be going through the IMDb trivia for Conan the Barbarian. Nice. Uh, and I just want to start off the top with the most impressive trivia fact. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger's real hair. That's true. Thank you for taking my first trivia. Yeah. That's okay. There's still 250 more <laughs> trivia entries on the IMDb page. Uh, so we are going to begin here with... Interesting fact. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sandal Bergman did all their own stunts. Because suitable body doubles could not be found. <laughs> I guess that's the problem with like The Rock and like Batista and all these like huge beefcake actors is just like, yeah, who are you gonna get to double? Yeah. Yeah, there's only so many giant beefcakes, right? right? Or super like statuesque, graceful dancers. True facts. Yes. Yeah. And they're wearing a lot of loincloths in that movie, so it's not like you can just get a like skinny guy and put a wig on him for the yeah. lady parts. That's true. There's one moment in the movie where it's clearly a stunt double of Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's when he jumps off of like a cliff, like down a thing, and his stunt double looks like Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> yeah. Like he's got short brown hair <laughs> and a mustache. Uh, yep. So that's going to take us to the next one. In an interview, John Milius said that the dogs they used in the film were very unfriendly and dangerous. (laughs) He even went as far to say, when you had the dogs chasing Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's running, he's actually running for his life because he knew those dogs were very dangerous. They even attacked their trainer. Jeez. Oh, man, that's such a, like, 80s action story. I mean, here's the thing, though. They had those dogs on lock for a three-picture deal, so it's not like they could have just fired them and gotten new dogs. Yeah, like, one of those dogs went on to Cujo, but the rest of them, oh, man. Mm. But it's crazy, because that scene, it's literally a pack, like, 20 dogs dogs chasing Arnold Schwarzenegger across the desert as he sprints as fast as his lumbering, (laughs) muscular body will take him. Right. Yeah, and he's not particularly fast. No. No. He is not built for like an elegant speed. He is built for smashing into walls. Yeah. He's he's built for flexing. Yeah. And greasing. Yeah. And roiding. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Uh, So that's going to take us here. Let's move on a little bit. Uh, The fake blood used in the film 
came in the form of a concentrate which had to be mixed with water prior to use. Pretty normal. Due to the cold weather, however, it was mixed with vodka. <laughs> Instead, yeah, so it wouldn't freeze. In scenes yeah. in which the actors were supposed to spit the blood, they would swallow it instead, <laughs> then go back to the special effects man for more. <laughs> so this essentially was shot with an open bar. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which explains a whole lot. True. The parts of the movie where Schwarzenegger, like Conan, is drunk and or high, especially early in the film... He's doing too good an acting job pretending to be that. And we've seen him very drunk in that weird, like, Brazil tourist video that he did around the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah, where it's literally just him smoking cigars, dancing, and grabbing all the butts. Well, because he says in the movie, Brazil has a great respect for my favorite body part. The butt! Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's Thanks, Arnie. And true. he went on to have... A successful political career. Hey, man, that, if he were allowed, he could be president. <laughs> Do not shit yourself. <laughs> the best thing about the Arnold Schwarzenegger gubernatorial campaign is I remember Danny DeVito was at a fundraiser. And he was clearly just there because he was invited because he was in a fucking Batman movie. And so was he. And it's like, ah, Danny, come to my movie. Be my twins. Yeah. Uh, and Danny DeVito is just clearly incredibly drunk, and like some newscast guy is just like talking to him, just like, so what do you think about you know Arnold Schwarzenegger's political career? I he's good, dude. Just a good job, you know. He's hard to understand, not just because of the way he talks, but the things he talks. <laughs> but if you really like think about it, I think he's a lot smarter than you think. Nice. <laughs> it's like all right. Eloquent Danny DeVito. I mean, Danny DeVito is the person whose like biggest scandal of his career was he went out partying with George Clooney, got <laughs> shit faced on Limoncello, and then the next day, still drunk, showed went up on the, the View. The View, <laughs> yeah. Nice. And then, uh, like as penance, just opened up a Limoncello <laughs> business. Hey, man. <laughs> and I've had it. It's real good. Oh, Limoncello's yeah. fantastic. It goes down real smooth. Not bad. Nice. Hey, if it's good enough for Clooney and DeVito, it's good enough for me. Am I right? right? The way that DeVito tells the story, though, is that Clooney bribed the waitress to start bringing him water and keep giving DeVito Limoncello. Classic well, Clooney. Clooney's quite the prankster. Yeah. Remember that one time he punked us all with that terrible Batman performance? Oh! Zing! I just like that he goes around and he's like, yeah, that was pretty shitty, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, George Clooney does not defend that movie, and that's rad. Yeah. He, he personally is like, I killed Batman. Yeah. Like, Sorry. It was my fault. It had nipples. I didn't mean to. Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right, George Clooney. That's fine. You know what's bizarre is that George Clooney does a great Batman performance in From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. He's like a shitty criminal Batman, but he's still like a, he'd be a good Batman. You're right. Like you can see the like the like darkness and the charm that he could bring to that role. Like there is definitely an element of danger to him, but there's also an element of control. Yeah, well, that's a good point. You know, one of my favorite Clooney moments in history is Clooney, of course, played uh, one of Jackie's boyfriends in the old Roseanne. Oh yeah, and he actually plays the boyfriend that hits her. And uh, there is a because you know this is like the after school special sort of. Uh, it was era a very special time. episode. Yeah. yeah. So uh, after he hits her, there's a scene where Dan uh, John Goodman goes to his apartment oh, to like yeah. face him down and. George Clooney running and cowering in fear from John Goodman is one of my favorite things that's ever been on TV. 
It's I I'll, great. I remember watching that. That's one of those very uh, like affecting like sitcom scenes. It's like the Fresh Prince, yeah. like the Fresh Prince, like why don't he want me? Yeah. Scene where like his dad like fucks off and leaves and like he starts like. And he's, he's like, just yelling at Uncle Phil. Yeah, yeah and then like yeah. breaks down in tears. Like it's such an affecting thing. Like it's that scene where Jackie's like talking to Roseanne. Roseanne's like, what happened? What's going on? And she's like, I, it's fine. It's not a big deal. And then like Dan's not even in the scene. It's not till the very end that like the camera pans away. And you see Dan in the hallway. And he just like sits there and then reaches over, grabs his coat, coat. and just fucking walks yeah, away. Right? Without saying a word. It's so great. Yeah. It's like that, uh, the Fresh Prince scene, the scene from Boy Meets World where uh, Sean joins the Scientology cult. <laughs> and oh, that's a great one when he, uh, the, uh, the dad like yeah. puts the guy against the wall and the wife's like, that guy's just looking for a lawsuit. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like fucking Mr. Matthews, like that moment where he fucking just throws that guy against the wall yeah. is like, that's like basically my kid. Like he just... Freaks out. It's so good. Yeah. Like, each one of those shows, like, most of them had one moment of pure acting gold. And then the rest of it was trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and of course, the scenes where Jazz gets thrown out of the house oh, in hell yeah. Fresh Prince. So <laughs> most affecting acting I've ever seen. Yeah, beautiful. You so truly good. believe, as if he has been, you will believe a man can be thrown out of the house. <laughs> uh, so it's going to take us to our next bit of trivia. Oliver Stone asked Ridley Scott to direct, fresh off of Alien. He declined! <laughs> Ridley Scott making one of them precious few good decisions. <laughs> uh, during the scene where arrows were shot at the snake uh, by Arnold's friend, real arrows were actually shot into the snake right over Arnold Schwarzenegger's head. John Milius shot him himself <laughs> after it was determined he was the best archer on the crew. Oh, wow. Not, not no real archer, just the best on the, the crew. crew. On the crew. You know, the crew that's running around drinking blood vodka all day. <laughs> right. Yeah. After they shot apples off of interns for a couple hours, <laughs> they decide Milius is the one. That is that is. They exactly... called William S. Burroughs for some advice. <laughs> right. Uh... <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger called Max von Sydow the first incredible dramatic actor he ever worked with. He finds von Sydow's performance in this movie staggering is the <laughs> word he uses. I'll also, buy like, it. Here's the thing. It's, it's like the idea. Uh, Roger Ebert had this metaphor that he would use a lot in his reviews for movies that were trying to do something and not quite succeeding, where it's like a dog standing on its hind legs, where... They're not doing it well, but the fact that they're doing it at all is kind of impressive. And I think it's the same with Max von Sydow's performance in this. He's not doing an amazing job, but given the movie he's in and the material he's working with, he's doing goddamn Olympic-level acting. Yeah. Between him and James Earl Jones, it's like practically art. Yeah. It's almost madness. Yeah. Man, I've seen a uh, young Max von Sydow in like old black and white Swedish films. Sure, that guy actually pretty great, like really great. Yeah, and yeah, he's the, awesome. Young Max von Sydow, extremely handsome. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. like young Christopher Plummer. Wow. <laughs> uh, Conan the Barbarian was the last film released by a major studio with a mono soundtrack. Huh. Oh, I'll buy yeah. that. Wow. And that explains why everything sounds very like. Phil Spectory wall of sound yeah. all on one channel assaulted. Coming at ya. Yeah. Because it was. Yeah, weirdly enough, Star Wars was first released with a mono soundtrack, and in that mono soundtrack, Aunt Baru is not dubbed. 
Interesting. It's the original actor's performance, and then when they were able to mix it in stereo, they were like, no, this is horse shit. <laughs> this guy's out. Nope, nope, nope. Get, get some ADR. Mm. Make it incredibly noticeable, please. <laughs> uh, here's a fun one. Some of the stuntmen took too long to die <laughs> and had to be paid extra just to lie down and stay down. <laughs> Nice. I love the idea of like some like sag card hungry like young actor just being like, I'm gonna milk this fucking death for all I got. Here's another 50. Okay, another 50. All right, I'm done. (laughs) It sounds a lot like this movie wasn't planned for in a lot of ways. Like, oh shit, we gotta shoot arrows at this snake. Uh, who's the best shot? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, do- it doesn't feel like they had very clear... I- and didn't it take, like, two years to shoot this fucking thing? Yeah, that's yeah, what I was about. Yeah, yeah. It was, they started shooting in 1980, and it came out in 1982. Yeah, yeah, it just it seems like this was not very well thought out in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Hey, man, it was thought out for exactly as long as the line was on the mirror at that party. <laughs> uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, before this movie, had never seen or ridden a camel before. Oh wow! Yeah, so the first time he sees a camel in real life, he punches it in the fucking well, face. Yes. Nice. Oh, Take man. That camel. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I want to meet a camel. I want to punch a camel. And you're saying you're a two humps only guy? I'm a two That's humps a, only this guy. This guy's two yeah, humps only. Yeah, no. Dromedary over Bactrian, for sure. Mm. More humps means more water, means more fat, means when the world ends, I got more to eat. True, true. I bet you could also probably process that fat into some sort of gree that you could sell as a perfume base in the apocalypse. True. Those dromedaries aren't going to hoof you across all that frozen step, though. No, of course they are, because you can sit right in between the two humps. And you got two humps to hold on to, and if, you know, you're getting hungry or whatever, cut open one of them humps, drink some of that water, eat some of that fat... Other hump behind you, still good. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, you probably can't do that while you're riding the camel. Oh, I bet I could. I bet they have some opinions about that. Also, uh, Dromedary doesn't have all that awesome fur. I'm going Bactrian, man. Nah, you're stupid. Bactrian. Guys. You probably prefer fucking llamas over alpacas, too. Oh, definitely. Oh, you're a piece Hell of yeah. shit. Llama, llama, llama. Can I uh, just go ahead and end this stalemate by no. saying... Automobiles. We've already solved all of these problems. Yeah, but A, that's what's going to kill us. <laughs> sure. Camels really low on the carbon emissions. Yeah, I guess you're right. They are really high on the smelly emissions, Ooh, though. Plus, them horses did fight off the Soviets in Afghanistan. You <laughs> do like that about horses. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Horses have fought off and fought for many, many tyrants. Correct. <laughs> Uh, director John Milius says in the documentary Frazetta, Painting with Fire. <laughs> that, uh, Holy that, shit, that's what we're watching next, right? That more than a few scenes were dedicated to legendary artist Frank Frazetta and based on his artwork, including the scene in the orgy chamber, Thulsa Doom turning into a snake, a girl chained to a pillar, and a climactic fight scene. I would argue that the whole movie is just a Frank Frazetta like, yeah, D&D novel cover. I would ask, what climactic fight scene in particular was from Frenzetta. Just like, just 
climactic fight scene? It says A. Oh, A. Okay, you that's a good one. Yeah. That's a solid one. B, get the fuck out of here. Oh, C yeah, has its moments, shit. but yeah. yeah, A is really where it's at. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was pretty beaten up after many takes of getting thrown into the fountain. He also got sunburned from hanging on a tree all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Did not get struck by lightning. Yeah, no, he didn't get the uh, the Jim Caviezel treatment. No, not at all. Well, it's because he's not playing the real Jesus. What is Jim Caviezel up to these days, you think? He's on a TV show now. Is that trash? Yeah. 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 Uh, here's one. John Milius wanted the village attack to be violent. To show the impact. Yeah. <laughs> right? And that's sentence. A, that's a piece of trivia, not just yeah. a thing that happened in the movie. Well, here's another one. Conan's crucifixion, death, and resurrection was influenced by the death and resurrection of one Jesus Christ. Nah, don't buy it. I was thinking Superman for sure. No similarities whatsoever. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Oliver Stone is outspokenly left-wing, while Arnold Schwarzenegger is a staunch Republican. Despite this, they became very good friends while making the film. Ooh, I would also <laughs> like to go ahead and go on record as saying Oliver Stone, real into fascism these days. <laughs> Super likes dictators. <laughs> Oliver Stone always has been real into fascism. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost as if his left leanings were more libertarian than they were utopian in a lot of ways. Yeah. 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 I would also argue, never really made a great movie. Platoon is solid, but I don't think any of his movies are really all that Well, I mean, Alexander, hot pile of garbage. JFK, hot pile of garbage. What else did he do? Uh, There's... uh, Natural Born Killers. Hot pile of garbage. Platoon. Platoon. Eh, decent. decent. Wall, the first Wall Street movie. Decent. All right. The one with uh, the greed speech and Michael yeah, Douglas. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. Very nah, 80s. All right. Um, he also made The Doors. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Hot pile of garbage. Well, for sure. So bad. Mm. Yeah, what other crap uh, Wall is that? Street 2, Money Talks. Nah, money Hot pile sleeps. of garbage. Yeah, I can't... Uh, it's I, mostly Hot Piles of Garbage, right? Yeah. Yeah, seems to be. I remember him making... I think he tried to make like a David Lynchian-like style movie in the 90s, 2000s-ish. Uh, maybe Lost Highway? No, Lost Highway is a David okay, Lynch Okay, then movie. it's uh, something similar to that. Hold on. Let me see what I... Gonna, okay, here we go. I'm pulling up his IMDb right now. Uh, oh, you know, he also did Born on the Fourth of July, July, which is a solid film. Yeah, that's okay. Sure, oh, solid, shit, but like... Scarface. Yeah, he uh, he wrote okay. Scarface. Oh, just wrote. Yeah, it was right. directed yeah, by Brian a, De Palma. I was gonna say that's a De Palma for sure. Right, let's get the. I got yeah, I got his director here. credits here. There you go. Uh, so yeah, he did uh, Wall Street, Platoon, Wall Street, Talk Radio. I don't know anything about that. Born on the Fourth of July, solid. You know, not again. All, uh, the most I can say about any of these is like, yeah, all right. Yeah, some of them are not complete garbage. Yeah, he made JFK and The Doors in the same year, which is crazy. Uh, also, not if you've seen those movies. That's yeah. Fair. Oh, U-Turn. <laughs> that's the movie. Hey. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, any given Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> a movie A movie with like four... Is that Pacino in yeah, that? Pacino, uh, Jamie Foxx, Fox. Dennis Quaid, James yeah. Wood. Huge cast. Cameron Diaz, yeah. LL Cool J... Uh, Matthew Modine. That movie had Lawrence Taylor. Everybody was yeah, in Yeah, Bill thing. Bellamy. It has uh, like four really good scenes and then two additional hours of... 
a lot of garbage in yeah, that movie. A lot of dicks. There's a, a lot of dicks in the dicks. movie, actually. So I'll dicks. give him credit for that. I'll give him credit for the dicks in the movie. <laughs> a lot of That's a thumbs dicks. up. Yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, after any given Sunday, it's pretty rough. He does Alexander, uh, World Trade Center, W. W, Mo- yeah. Money Never Sleeps. Savages, whatever, uh, and then Snowden was his last uh, non-documentary movie. I don't even know what Snowden the movie he made is. It starts with Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the titular Snowden. Snowden. Okay, yeah, but his last thing he released was the Putin interviews. Yep, whatever. Where he is super nice to Vladimir Putin. You know, the dictator. Yeah, noted enemy of democracy. Hey, that guy, of free speech. That guy wins elections all the time. <laughs> he won elections so hard <laughs> that when the Constitution said you literally cannot be uh, prime minister anymore, he's like, no problem. I'll be president. Oh, and my last act as prime minister? To give all the power to the presidency. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, you can't trust that dickhead Medvedev. <laughs> you see that moron? He was like the Russian Macron. <laughs> Boom. Uh, so let's let's end it there on that great All that right. great note. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna do it for this mini soda body counts and beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm still interested if Oliver Stone ever makes the Scud the Disposable Assassin movie, but I don't think he's ever gonna. And I'm Jonathan Rooney Taylor. I'm not gonna watch that movie because Oliver Stone sucks. I mean, I'll I'll steal it. I don't want to give that asshole any money. Oh, definitely not. Bye! Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts, and leave us a rating or review. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.